Hi, my name is Todd Carter, and I want to personally welcome you to Easter at Pathway. Now, you may be wondering where I am right now, and I'm actually not in the Middle East. I'm actually in the sand dunes of Winoka, Oklahoma, in a place called Little Sahara. It's just a short drive from Wichita across the border to Oklahoma, and you find yourself in a desert. And it's amazing to think how a place like this could be so close. It's just so different and so out of the ordinary. And actually, this place has a lot in common with where we've been in our culture over the last couple of years. You know, all the things that we've been facing with the pandemic, inflation, and now with the war in the Ukraine has just left us dry and worn out. And I want to talk to those of you today, especially who might feel like you're in a desert, like you're in a dry and worn out place. You know, deserts are difficult. They're harsh terrains. And if you find yourself in a desert, you have to be extra careful. The sun can burn you easily. You can dehydrate quickly and you can find yourself in danger in no time at all. And the same is true for deserts of the soul. Deserts of the soul can come on quickly and destroy you as well. Your life can dry up, your vision can get clouded, and your sense of being all alone in a strange and weary land can be overwhelming. It's like what David was talking about in Psalm 63 when he said, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. You know, the scriptures are actually full of deserts where people faced difficulty. You know, just about a month ago, I was in Egypt in the Sinai Desert where Moses and the people of God wandered for 40 years. Wandering in the desert was hard. It was difficult for the Israelites. Jesus had a period in the desert. For 40 days, he wandered without food. He was pushed to his physical limit. And it was in that desert where he was tempted and tormented by Satan. The reality is that in our world today, we see a tremendous amount of people being pushed into deserts. It's interesting, statistics tell us right now that there are a lot of us in deserts. Mental illness is skyrocketing, suicide is skyrocketing, and depression is skyrocketing as well. You know, I ran across one study the other day in the Scientific American that talked about how younger people are especially vulnerable and likely to be in a desert right now. This study said that 63% of 18 to 24 year olds reported an anxiety or depressive disorder. A quarter said they were using more drugs and alcohol to cope with pandemic related stress and a quarter said that they had seriously considered suicide in the previous 30 days. Others of us are in different deserts. We're in deserts of poverty, deserts of separation, of loneliness, of divorce, of chemical dependency, or just in deserts because of our own choices. You know, others of us still, we feel like we're in a desert because we've been trying hard to do the right things but it doesn't seem like we ever see, hear, or feel like 
God's ever present. It's like our life and our faith have become desperately dry. Even for myself, I've had some deserts in the last couple of years. Problems that are probably similar to many of yours. I've had problems in my home being a good parent to my kids. I've had problems with getting older and managing new health issues and problems navigating all the challenges of work and all the rippling effects of COVID. And all of it has left me feeling like I don't have any emotional energy and I just want to escape. You see, the reality is we've all been in some deserts. And when you're in a desert, it feels like your purpose, your meaning, and the happiness of your life is just like grains of sand running through your hands. It's like life is leaking out of you. And in many ways, that's the story of Jesus. Jesus was not only physically out in a desert for 40 days, but he was also faced with the desert of his soul. He endured public persecution. He endured people not understanding him. He endured people abandoning him. And he endured the excruciating experience of being crucified on a cross. Nails put through his wrists, nails put through his feet, being beaten, and then having people spit on him. And when he was up on that cross, he was having to push up his body to exhale and then drop down his body to inhale. And all the while, his beaten back was going up and down on that rugged cross. Let me tell you, friends, that's a desert. That's difficult. But we can have hope today that our desert is never going to be like his desert. And we can have hope today as well because when Jesus went through that desert on the cross, he was thinking about you and he was thinking about me. He was thinking about taking all of our pain, all of our suffering and all of our sinfulness and putting it on his back for all of eternity. You know, in Isaiah 53, it says, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we're healed. You see, the good news of Easter is, Jesus went to the ultimate desert so you and I wouldn't have to. You know, one of the greatest Christian thinkers of the 20th century was C.S. Lewis. And C.S. Lewis once said, the task of the modern educator is not to cut down jungles 
but to irrigate deserts. So today, I don't want to cut down or minimize any of your problems that you're facing. But what I do want to do is this. I want to bring you some fresh water in the desert today. You know, in Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 18, it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. You know, this verse tells us it's the resurrection of Jesus that has the power to quench the thirsting of our souls even when we're in a desert. You see, it's his resurrection that gives meaning to the words that Jesus spoke in John chapter 4 when he said, whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Because Jesus rose from the dead, he can always meet us in the deserts of our lives and quench the thirsting of our souls. And Easter is our reminder that though we may feel dry and though we may feel worn out and maybe even hopeless, Jesus is our oasis. You know, in Psalm chapter 50, it says, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. The truth is we've all got deserts and problems in our lives that we need to be delivered from. But the reality is most people in America believe primarily in self-improvement plans. Most people in America believe that we're all flawed, but all we need is a couple helpful self-improvement principles that'll help us get over the hump so that we can experience a better life. But the truth is, we don't need a self-improvement plan. We need a complete makeover. We need the resurrection power of Jesus to overcome the things in our lives and to overcome things in this world that we're facing. And that's really the story of Easter. I love what the Apostle Paul said in the last part of that verse in Ephesians. He said, I also pray that you will understand the greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. It's the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. You see, this world doesn't offer that kind of power. This world says drink Monster, Red Bull, or five-hour energy. That'll give you power. But the reality is there's no energy drink that gives you power to be able to forgive a person. There's no energy drink that can give you the power to stop gambling, to stop using, or to stop spending. There's no energy drink that can give you the power to be able to get through a divorce, to get through unemployment, or to be able to get through cancer. But what the Apostle Paul is saying here is whatever desert you may find yourself in, because Jesus rose from the dead, there's a resurrection power that will enable you to overcome and to be able to live a new kind of life. And let me tell you today, when you open the door of your life to the person of Jesus Christ, God will give you that power immediately. And it is so real. And today, I wanna to share with you a story of a man in our Pathway family by the name of Scott McBride. And Scott has experienced that resurrection power in his life. 
Scott found himself out in the desert a while back. He was dry. He was overwhelmed. And he couldn't find his way back. As I look back on my past, I realize now that five years ago, I found myself in a desert journey. I found myself wandering and looking for something that wasn't there for me. I was trying to rehydrate myself and nourish myself by my own means on my own terms, and it just didn't go so well. Nothing but Christ would be able to fill me up. My story started about four, five, six years ago. My wife at that time decided uh, that she had had enough. If I pinpoint one specific time where I think my journey started, it was then, that very night, where she said that she wanted a divorce and I immediately called one of my friends and let's go to the casino, I need to go get drunk. From that point forward, it seemed like any time that I would have anxiety, depression, anger, feeling good, feeling sad, any emotion whatsoever, I would turn to alcohol to either boost it or try to alleviate it. I think God at one point in time, he tried to kick me out of that desert that I was in. He started off that desert journey with just kind of getting into the alcoholism. And then within about six months, he put uh, my current wife in my path. It was almost like he kicked me in the chest to wake me up, so to speak. I was still drinking though, I couldn't quite, quite kick that habit. I would be going, coming home from work and be drinking myself. I'd get off at midnight and come home and drink until uh, about four o'clock in the morning and then go to bed, get up, eight hours, bottle the throttle, start all over again, go to work, come home, drink again. I was constantly searching for some kind of oasis or trying to find that oasis in the bottom of that bottle and it just never came. I had uh, had way too much to drink, got on the highway and started driving, got pulled over, ended up getting a DUI. The next morning I called and enrolled myself in a treatment center and went in and did my 30-day treatment. One night during the Holland Pathway, we're doing meditation, and I was laying back, and um, I can remember the ceiling opening up, and these cloudy figures come in, and it was my grandfather, and my both my grandfathers and grandmother, my dog, a couple of friends that had passed before me, and they'd all kind of looked at me and told me how proud of me they were, showing me that I was on the right path that I was heading in the right direction. And then God himself appeared. He didn't have to say anything. He just gave me that feeling that he's proud and that he's showing me the right path, that he's finally given me this oasis in the middle of this desert that I can finally feel myself getting rehydrated and replenished with the nutrients that he is going to put forth before me. It was then that I felt a couple of tears just kind of trickle down the side of my eye, down the side of my face. And then I woke up and I felt so much different. I felt so free and relieved. And from that day forward, life's just been so much better. It's been invigorating. It's been fulfilling. I feel complete. I feel whole now. I don't feel that I'm empty. I don't feel like I'm in the desert anymore. I feel like there's actually um, surrounded by a horizon of plentiful bounty. I just feel like life can't get much better than it is right now. Two years sober and still going strong. The joy that I can experience and, and really enjoy my time with my children, but I can get down there and get play with them and have enjoyment out of that. And it's so fulfilling now. It didn't used to be fulfilling, but now it is because um, I'm doing it in a Christ-centered manner.
to this day, even though I'm out of my desert, I still find myself wandering back in and or a dust storm blows in and settles down at my feet like I'm in the desert again. I find myself dry and hungry and thirsty and wanting to get back into that alcohol again and that's, that's always my first thought. We've all been there, we've all had days where we were depressed or had anxiety issues or anything like that. The difference is now that I've been through this journey and I've met God and he showed me the way. All I gotta do now is I just have to seek him and it's like that dust just clears. Isn't that awesome? That's the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And what I love about Scott's story is that not only did Jesus meet him in his desert, he delivered Scott from his desert. That's what the resurrection power of Jesus does for people. It transforms people's lives. And I don't want you to leave here this Easter without the opportunity to know him. So if you've never in your life reached out to Jesus and actually asked him and his spirit to come into your life, I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. You know, in Romans chapter 10, it says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So I really wanna encourage you this Easter to let Jesus come into your life and allow him to transform you and lead you out of whatever desert you may find yourself in. So right now, I just wanna ask everyone, wherever you're watching right now, just to bow your head and to close your eyes with me. And I just wanna spend some time right now talking to God in prayer. And as we begin to pray today, I wanna to let you know Jesus is here. He is here with you right now. And he wants to help you get out of whatever desert you may find yourself in. He wants you to experience his freedom, his peace, his power. And he wants you to experience a new kind of life. So don't miss this opportunity. Don't miss this opportunity to make this Easter your Easter to make this moment your moment, to open up the door of your life and make Jesus Christ the leader and the savior of your life. So I wanna invite you right now, pray this prayer with me in the quietness of your heart. Oh Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, that I've made mistakes. But today, Jesus, I open up my heart to you and I make you the leader and the savior of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on that cross for my sins. And now use my life, Jesus, to go and share your love and your power with other people. And it's in your name, Jesus, that I pray, amen.